welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're listening and subscribed on iTunes. Thank you very much, everybody. I hope you enjoy the show today. And what I'm doing on the show here today, uh, besides apologizing for not putting a show up in uh, damn near two weeks, but a lot of stuff's been going on, and uh, I'm going to explain myself a little bit here on the show today, and it's just general life and work kind of stuff also that's kind of hindering from me posting the show uh, on the dot every week, or every ten days, I think was my rule when I first started here, so I've only broken that twice in the whole year I've been doing this, so eh, it's pretty much been a year, but you, you see what I'm saying. I, I hate doing it when I can't put a show up every single week, but I, I try my absolute best. So I promise I will not have a lot of misses here as the show goes on. My priority for Rock Strikes 10 is as high as it's ever been, and no more so than, uh, you know, trying to you know, improve the show, get it out to more listeners, and stuff like that, while maintaining its original integrity. And apparently next week, uh, Rock Strikes 10 is going on assignment. I was able to finagle a uh, gig through a third-party source, and I finally got my first press pass, which is apparently happening for next week in Oklahoma City for the Mayhem Festival. And Mayhem Festival is now a yearly uh, metal festival that uh, usually features uh, some decent bands and, wow, a stellar lineup this year. I mean, look no further than the three bands of my main interest, Motorhead, Slayer, and Anthrax, are all going to be there in the same building. And that's enough for me. That should be enough for anybody. So uh, that's where I'm going to be next week, uh, making the jaunt from the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas over to Oklahoma City in Oklahoma, which is about, I guess, about a, like a four-hour drive, three, four-hour drive, something like that. And I'm going to be working all day and supposedly going into the press tent, doing interviews for this third-party source, which I will go into more detail about as it's actually happened. Uh, going into the tent to do some interviews, apparently, pre- and post-show for some of these bands. And with the hopes that I'll be able to just kind of finagle my way around backstage afterwards while I'm there, try to get some show IDs, uh, try to get some one-on-ones. If there's someone just hanging out that I know, that I'm a fan of, I'm going to try to get them to come on the show and maybe do some, uh, you know, Rock Strikes 10 playlist, have their own theme show or just their 10 favorite songs, see if I can get them to talk about that. That's pretty much going to be one of my main points about doing the show. And hopefully in the future when I get some, you know, people of note, uh, you know, in the music industry at least, to come on the show, uh, that's going to be my thing. It's just to, hey, just come on the show so you can have fun, you know, not answer the same questions you answer all the time, the stuff that's boring to you at this point, besides just talking about yourselves. Come on the show, geek out about music a little bit. So, doors open and the invitation's out there. So, we'll see what happens. I'm not, you know... I don't have my hopes up that that will happen, but hopefully I'll maintain a few contacts and just go from there. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day and all that stuff. So I happen to be pretty good friends with a guy that has a connection to Anthrax, that, that knows some people that deals with them, 
and you know I've never exploited that so uh, the fact that I was asked to do this is very cool I feel very justified in that that the show is speaking for itself and uh, that's really my big thing for this uh, trip is Anthrax is one of my all-time favorite bands in the whole world uh, the reason I like them so much I mean they're just I mean they're besides just being a great band I've always liked what they've had to say over the years uh, you know just in interviews and even you know like not even talking in interviews but things like the the songs that they cover speaks volumes about the range of influence that they have and that's one thing I really respect about them is their wide range of taste and that's basically what I'm going to talk about on the show here today so the theme for tonight is songs that Anthrax has covered and they have covered so many songs so many great songs and they've turned me on to a lot of bands over the years as well so uh, that's of course another thing I really love about the band I'm gonna stick to the Joey Belladonna vocals as far as covers go because that was the only way I was able to realistically narrow this list down for the week so I'm going to stick with the Joey Belladonna stuff, seeing as how that Joey is the lead vocalist, uh, respect. So here we go. Starting off on the show here is a song that they covered on their I'm the Man EP back in 1987. Going to play a song back from 1973, the almighty, the iconic Black Sabbath. Going to play you something off of the Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath album. And why not? It's the title track. So here you go. Black Sabbath with Sabbath. Bloody Sabbath.
that was Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward, the only four guys that can come together and really just be known as Black Sabbath. And I say that out of protest for Bill Ward not being involved in the current reunion. I think that's a joke. I can't believe we can get to the point where money just changes everything and let something like that get in the way of one of the all-time greatest bands getting back together and jamming one more time. Just don't understand it, but anyway, there you go. I hope you enjoyed the song. A song definitely meant to be played at full volume, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Go get that record. It's a landmark heavy metal album, as anybody that is into heavy metal should have by now, but we'll, we'll let it slide. Go ahead and get it. All is forgiven. Alright, next song I'm going to play for you here is a song, probably one of the first songs that Joey Belladonna ever sang vocals on for Anthrax. Joey was actually the second vocalist to sing for the band uh, on a recorded basis. The first guy, Neil Turbin, who sang on Fistful of Metal, uh, obviously Neil wasn't working out, and I gotta say, as much of an Anthrax fan as I am, really not a big fan of Fistful of Metal. I mean, there's some good songs on there, but thankfully a lot of those songs have been re-recorded over the years and made better, in, in my opinion. So, that's good. Uh, on the Armed and Dangerous EP was the first time you heard Joey Belladonna's vocals, where he re-recorded some of those songs from the Fistful of Metal album, like Panic. And they decided to throw in a cover of the Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen. So that's what I'm going to play here next on the show. Of course, I'm playing the original versions here. It's funny, the, the God Save the Queen single by the Pistols just recently celebrated its 35th anniversary. Uh, yes, punk rock is now classic rock. Uh, if, if you don't know the story about how big the controversy was surrounding this song, God Save the Queen, go go look it up. It's got a very storied past, and, you know, of course, this was written as a protest song, uh, you know, just basically about the class wars that was going on in England at the time, and, you know, they accused Johnny Rotten of, you know, like, just hating the British race, and that's why he wrote the song, and I remember him saying on the Filth and the Fury documentary, he said, you don't write a song like God Save the Queen because you hate the English race. You write it because you love them. And that's what I like about John. John's very working class. He tells it like it is. And I respect that guy immensely. You know, despite all of his rantings and ravings, I think he's a very intelligent guy. And also, I love the ranting and raving because it's entertaining. And he's definitely never going to be boring. He could be boring if he tried. So here you go. Check this one out. This is, a once again, another classic. Uh, a random song for Anthrax to record, but... Nonetheless, here is the original version of the Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen.
there you go. That was the Sex Pistols with God Save the Queen from 1977. The album Nevermind the Bullocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. That is a landmark album if there ever was one. Uh, you know, that album to me is just as important as Back in Black or, you know, any of those albums that everybody bought. You know, Back in Black, Thriller, you know, Rumors. You got to have Nevermind the Bullocks. It's, it's, like I said, a landmark album greatness and the only other thing that i would heavily heavily recommend pistols related is uh, the aforementioned filth and the fury documentary one of the best music documentaries ever of all time even if you're not a big fan of the sex pistols it is an entertaining watch and a nice snapshot of that period especially in england uh and of course it's showing the influence it had over here as well Speaking of a band, a rebellious band, the next band, gotta play them, and I'm a fan for sure of these guys. I have played them on the show before, despite them not being a quote-unquote rock and roll act. I think they're very rock and roll. You might know where I'm going with this, and this is also a band that when Anthrax covered them, they decided to join the party. So I'm going to play something by Public Enemy here. I don't know if, uh, for those of you that are familiar with the Anthrax cover of Bring the Noise by Public Enemy, whether you've ever heard the original or not, but I'm going to play it here for you right now. This is off the album It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back from 1988. Check this one out. Here you go. This is Public Enemy with Bring the Noise. Too black. Too strong. Too black. Too strong. Yo Chuck, these early drippers are still fun on us Show them that we can do this, cause we always do this <laughs> Yeah, boy Bass, how low can you go? Death Row, what a brother know Once again, back is the incredible Rhyme animal, the uncannable Beast. Public enemy number one, five folks that freeze And I got numb, can I tell them that I really never had a gun But it's the wax that the Terminator X bun now they got me in a cell cause my records they sell Cause a brother like me said, well Farrakhan's a prophet and I think you wanna listen to What he can say to you What you wanna do is follow for now Power the people say, make a miracle Keep up the lyrical, black is back all in We're gonna win, check it out Here we go again The brother is mad at him, mad at the fact that's corrupt like a senator. Soul on the road, but you treat it like soap on the rope, cause the beats and the lies are so dope. Listen for lessons, I'm saying inside music that the critics are blasting me for. They'll never care for the brothers and sisters, why cause the country has a soap for the war. We got to get them straight, come on now, they're gonna have to wait. Till we get it right, radio stations are questioning black as they call us a black, but we'll see you till latest. My DJ is warm, he's sick. I call him Norm, you know. He can cut a record from side to side. So, what the ride, the glide, what should be safer than a suicide? Soul control, beat as a father of your rock and roll. Music for watching, for witching. You call a band, man, making a music abusive, but you can't do it, you know. You call them demos. But we ride demos too. What you gonna do? Rap is not afraid of you. Beat is for Sonny Bono. Beat is for Yoko Ono. Run the MC for a the DJ could be a band standing its own feet. Get 
enemy with bring the noise like i said from the album it takes a nation of millions to hold us back from 1988 and the cover version of anthrax uh, recording that song with chuck d and flavor Flav of public enemy appears on their 1991 album called attack of the killer bees and i'm sure you've heard that version it is one of the best covers of all time in my opinion love that song i never get sick of it and uh, just reading on the production history of uh, the original Public Enemy albums, it's it's definitely something to check out, especially if you're a fan of good production. I, I think, I mean, those are the kind of records you just don't hear anymore, uh, especially in the rap and hip-hop genre. You know, they're just meant to have good beats that everybody can dance to for the sake of playing them in the clubs and stuff like that. But, you know, I think these kind of records, if anybody's making these kind of records anymore, it's been delegated to underground status and indie label status, and it's a real shame because I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that have stuff to say, but they're not being heard in the mainstream. At least when Public Enemy came out, they were on a major label, and they were getting noticed. They were even getting MTV play and, and some radio play, even though radio stations, I question their blackness, but... Alright, moving on here. I'm going to play something that also appeared in cover form by Anthrax on the Attack of the Killer A's album. But the first time this song appeared, it was on the 1989 EP called Pinnacafessin, which you have to reverse that for it to be funny whatsoever. But it was an EP of a few covers and a few songs off of the State of Euphoria album. It was an import only at the time. I remember reading about it and being like, oh, I want this, and this was one of the main reasons I wanted it, because uh, they covered this song. Here's the original version uh, by a band that, you know, I don't think I've ever played these guys on the show. I don't think I have. I'm going to play something by Kiss. This is off their 1974 sophomore album, Hotter Than Hell. Here you go. This is Kiss with Parasite. <laughs> Trials of Rival Horror 
Parasite, that was Kiss with Parasite from, uh, if you're a hard rock and metal fan and you don't have a lot of Kiss records, that's a good record to get. Hotter Than Hell, one of their heavier albums, still has a ton of great songs on it. Uh, go check that out. And I'm very glad that Anthrax covered that song because uh, they single-handedly brought that song back into the set list for Kiss back when uh, they, right around 91, 92. When they started up the Revenge Tour, they resurrected Parasite uh, based solely on the fact that Anthrax had covered it. And uh, their version of Parasite was very heralded in the hard rock and metal community. So thank you, Anthrax, for doing good to another one of my favorite bands. Good on ya. And now the next song I'm going to play for you is technically a song that Anthrax have covered, but it's a cover song that they kind of wrote. And I guess I need to explain that further for it to make sense. But back around the spreading the disease period, uh, Scott Ian started a side band called S.O.D., Stormtroopers of Death. And he brought along Charlie Benante from Anthrax with him. And also Dan Lilliker from Nuclear Assault, who had played bass for Anthrax early on. And also got this guy Billy Milano, who would later form a band called M.O.D. on vocals. So they did a one-off album called Speak English or Die. And, you know, just despite the ultra-offensive title, of course, but that's the whole point is that Scott Ian had all these really, you know, tongue-in-cheek lyrics, uh, hateful lyrics, uh, based through this character called Sergeant D, who was like a, uh, you know, like a military guy, real, you know, angry and racist and, and just, you know, not even racist. Uh, the whole point was that he hates everybody. So... Uh, they wrote all these uh, crazy offensive songs, and they put it all in this one album, Speak English or Die by Stormtroopers of Death. And it's a collection of, like, the craziest thrash music that had happened at that point in time, I think. And you'll hear it in this song. Uh, the drums, once the drums kick in from Charlie, the stuff that he is playing had never been played before on record. And that right there, this moment right here, is what influenced like all of those thrash drummers, death metal, black metal, like that tempo, that single-handedly changed the entire game for those genres. So here's the song that Anthrax covered later, which I'll give you more detail about after the song. But for now, the original version by Stormtroopers of Death, S.O.D., this is Milk. <laughs>
one of one of the funniest lyrics ever, in my opinion, is on that song where he says, "I wish I had some goddamn milk. My Cheerios just ain't the same." I I love that. It makes me laugh every time. So yeah, don't take it all too seriously. That was S.O.D. with Milk from their 1985 album, Speak English or Die. And uh, once again, Anthrax covered that song on the 1991 album, Attack of the Killer Bees. Almost every one of these songs here tonight was on the Killer Bees album. So I will keep mentioning that. It it is a great album, uh, for sure. So I hope you enjoyed that. That'll wake you up there alongside your... uh, bowl of cereal with your milk and moving on this one might even be crazier than the last song i'm going to play a song by a band called trust now here's something i won't say a lot on rock strikes 10 this is a french heavy metal band (laughs) and uh this song is from 1980 uh one of anthrax's most known songs is actually this song which happens to be a cover a trust song called Antisocial. So here you go. This is uh, if you haven't heard this yet, I'm 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 pretty sure you've heard Antisocial by Anthrax at this point. If you have VH1 Classic, that's one of the only Anthrax videos they play. So I'm sure you've heard Anthrax's version of Antisocial. Not sure if you've heard this. So going all the way back once again to 1980 off the album Repression. This is Trust. Here you go. And yes, it will be in French for the most part. So. You are warned. Service. 
That was Trust with Antisocial from the 1980 album Repression. And if you didn't know this, uh, Anthrax also recorded a French version of that when they covered it as well. I guess to release over there, uh, to you know, maybe uh, build up the status a little bit in Europe. Uh, that version, the easiest place you can find that on is on their double disc set called Anthrology No Hit Wonders. It's a great two-disc collection of the Joey Belladonna era, the the original era from the 80s into the early 90s. Great compilation. Go check it out. And for some reason, they decided to close the whole thing with the French version of Antisocial. So there you go. Now, this next song is another one that appears on the Attack of the Killer Bees album and the original aforementioned 89 EP that I still can't pronounce. Going to play a song by a band called The Chantés. This is all the way back from 1963. If you don't know what I'm talking about yet, I remember reading, I think it was actually the liner notes for Attack of the Killer Bees, where I first basically learned that the surf bands of the 60s actually had a lot of influence 
on the later thrash bands because of their picking style and, and you know the more fast-paced rhythm that they would go for, like your Dick Dales and stuff like that. Definitely an early influence on thrash music, for sure. This is one of the iconic surf jams from the early 60s. Like I said, 1963. Here's the Shantae's with Pipeline. <laughs> of the top surf songs that song definitely goes in there i'd say it's probably at least number two or number three i, I know wipeout's got to be number one but i'd say pipeline is either second or third walk don't run is probably another big one on there and you know throw in something by dick dale of course but there you go shantae's pipeline great song iconic song i'm sure you've all heard that by now but uh you know showing yet the diversity of anthrax's taste and like I said, that's one of the other main reasons why I'm such a big fan. I've always appreciated the fact that they don't limit themselves to just being like the metal guys. And the fact that they do metal better than anybody, in my opinion, is, uh, you know, I, I think is the other reason why they're so good, is because they don't limit themselves at all. And this is going to be another example of that. This next song dates all the way back to 1970. This is a song by The Temptations. Uh, yes, The Temptations. Did you know this happened? Did you know that Anthrax recorded a Temptations cover? Well, if you didn't, I'm going to tell you all the details about it. And you know, while I was doing a little bit of last-minute research for the show here, 
come to find out, you know, there were a lot of song doctors around in the 60s, you know, whether it's the, the Brill Building stuff or the Motown guys, which I'm going to talk about. You know, Motown definitely had an array of songwriters. You know, I, I think I figured out who my favorite Motown songwriter is of all time. Uh, that's Norman Whitfield. Norman Whitfield wrote this song. Uh, he also wrote Ain't Too Proud to Beg, Heard It Through the Grapevine, Can't Get Next to You, War, Just My Imagination, Smiling Faces Sometimes, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Hell, he even wrote Car Wash. <laughs> so... Norman Whitfield is the man, in my opinion, the Motown guy. I mean, yeah, Smokey Robinson wrote some cool songs, too, you know, but to me, Norman's got it over everybody. And actually, I, I mentioned War in there. Uh, War was the song that was originally submitted to The Temptations, but they thought it might be a little too over the top, especially for their fan base at the time. So this song was given to them instead. Uh, it's it's kind of basically saying the same thing, but in a little easier to swallow aspect. This is a song called Ball of Confusion. Anthrax covered this song in 1999 in a rather interesting recording session because they had been using John Bush as their lead singer for pretty much like the last six, seven years at that point. But they decided to bring in Joey Belladonna, their uh, guy that preceded John Bush, and they thought, well, let's have them both sing on it. So they did. And it was a really cool track. I recommend it, you know, because of the fact that it's a Temptations cover, you have multiple singers on it. So having their two singers on there, I think, was a really cool idea. And, you know, you know, uh, Joey got to sing the high parts and John got to sing the more talky parts. And it, it just really worked out. They They played to their strengths there and it was a very cool idea. And also finding out that uh, Dan Lilliker, one of their original bass players, played bass on that track as well. So it was like this kind of whole family tree thing going on in the studio. And I do know there were negotiations and talks about doing a Belladonna and Bush tour, but it it just never came to pass. I think at the time, I don't know if it was like Scott or Charlie in an interview basically saying that Joey wanted more money than any one of them would be making, which, you know, of course, that's not right. So, yeah, it always comes down to money, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, anyway. But uh, speaking of money and all of its evils, this song talks about the evils of pretty much everything that's going on in the world still to this day. So here you go, a track uh, that is an example of the more things change, the more they stay the same. This is The Temptations from 1970. This is Ball of Confusion. Teacher, 
with Ball of Confusion. I'm sure you heard a, a lot of harmonica in there too and finding out that that is actually Stevie Wonder there on the harp. So there you go. Yet another fun fact about that song. Hope you enjoyed that. Now we have come out of the hip-hop and the surf instrumentals and the classic R&B soul. Gonna go right back up in there into the late 70s again, a little more punk influenced. This is one of my favorite songs ever, and this is because of Anthrax, I will be totally honest. The first time I heard this song was the cover, as a lot of these songs that Anthrax have covered. It was the first time I heard this particular song. They covered this on their 1990 album, Persistence of Time, the last full-length studio they did with Joey Belladonna before he was let go the first time. This is a great song, and the original artist, 
Joe Jackson. This is off of Joe Jackson's 1979 debut album, Look Sharp, one of my all-time favorite albums. And I'm sure this song will make multiple appearances on the show, so here you go. Make friends with it. This is Got the Time. That was the great Joe Jackson with Got the Time from the Rock Strikes 10 approved classic album, Look Sharp. Go get that album. And also take Scott Ian's advice and check out a live version of Got the Time wherever you can find it. In his own words, Joe Jackson plays it faster than we do. All good versions. Love every single version of that song. One of my favorite songs ever, like I said. And now we're coming up to the tail end of the show here, the last song of the night. Uh, Speaking of one of my favorite songs ever, this is another one. And uh, 
unlike some of these songs, some of these songs here on the show tonight, I was very aware of the original version prior to Anthrax recording this. That might have a lot to do with the fact that their cover version of this came out just last year. It was the Ghost Track, which I don't... How many bands do Ghost Tracks anymore? But it was a Ghost Track on their latest album, Worship Music, and I had heard rumblings that they were going to cover this song back when uh, the ill-fated Dan Nelson era was happening. And I was so excited that they were doing this, and I know that they had a a few other covers uh, penciled in, or had recorded them, uh, a few of my other favorite songs of all time. I was so happy that this session was going on. They were going to do Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty. They were going to do Big Eyes by Cheap Trick. Those are the ones that I remember them talking about. And this song that I'm about to play for you. I'm teasing it majorly. But the first time I heard this song was watching the video of it, and I damn near lost my mind. I had recorded it off of a big video marathon MTV, probably the last time they ever played videos for hours and hours on end. It was like at the tail end of the 90s, which it would have to be, right? Because pretty much when the ball dropped in 2000, videos were done for MTV. Saw this video on like a new rock block or something and I was like wow and it's still in my top five favorite videos of all time this is a song by the now reunited refused I played them back when I was talking about the Bonnaroo and Coachella festivals uh, very excited I think I'm gonna get a chance to see refused if I can make my way out to fun 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 fest this year because they just got booked for it But until then, check out one of the craziest, heaviest, awesome songs ever. This is Refused Calling Card. This is New Noise.
one of the things that I love the most when Anthrax covers a song is that they stick to the original arrangement and vocal approach so much. Uh, but that's kind of the novelty of it is that they don't metalify it as much as they probably could metalify such a word. Go look that up in the dictionary. But the thing about their cover of New Noise, it's different from almost any of their covers because when I heard their version for the first time, I, I finally realized what all of the lyrics were in the song. So uh, that was probably their most out of their cover as far as like, you know, I, I could feel the original passion and energy from the original in their performance. Their performance is amazing on it. But hearing Joey Belladonna sing that song, who has such a schooled and classic vocal style compared to, you know, Refuse's vocal approach, uh, it was interesting to hear Joey's take on that, and I, I really love it. You should definitely go track that down. Or, you know, you can always send a theme show request, uh, asking me to play Anthrax's versions of all these songs. I would be open to doing that. Let me know if you would like that, but only if I hear from you. Before I tell you how you can do that, uh, there is, uh, speaking of covers and Anthrax, there's more news in that department. In the Will They or Won't They game that's going on right now, uh, I do know that they have recorded these covers for future release. I know for sure they have done a cover of Neon Knights from the Ronnie James Dio Black Sabbath era. Uh, so, And they've already performed that one live here and there, so go check out some footage of that. Uh, sounds great. Of course, Joey tackling Ronnie's vocals, uh, it's, it's a home run. I think he's one of the only guys in the world that can do it. Uh, they've also recorded ACDC's TNT, Boston's Smokin', Journey's Keep on Running, and Rush's Anthem. Uh, I've heard that they're either going to do one of two things with all of these songs. They're going to put out a covers EP or do like another kind of Attack of the Killer Bees release where it's half covers, half live stuff, stuff like that. Uh, I would be happy with either. I would love to hear some live songs from this last tour. They were I, I saw them on the Worship Music Tour last year. It was the best show I saw all year. Probably the best show I've seen in years. And just they just kill live if you've never seen them live go see them they're they're just ridiculous and go get that worship music album it's the best album i've heard uh in forever uh what else to say i guess i said there's a way you can reach me and request any kind of theme you want this one or otherwise you go to cnjradio.com all the links are there the facebook link the itunes feed which is super important make sure you're subscribed to the show and Send me an email. The email link is on there. I read all of my emails. I respond to them ASAFP. And I want to definitely apologize to Tino Fella, who I know is listening to this, because not only is he a friend of the show and one of my greatest listeners in the whole world, I know he is a huge Anthrax fan. So we bond on that. So this one's for you especially, Tino. Thank you so much. This is my way of writing back when I can't write back because I suck. So, anyway, that's going to do it for the show here. And, of course, looking forward to talking to somebody in Anthrax next week, if I can help it. Uh, but, yeah, any any band, any anybody in a band, any singer, whatever, wants to come on this show, uh, I'm not just going to kiss your ass, even though I probably will anyway. Uh, and, but the, the whole point is I'm not going to talk about you. 
you know, you, you want to come to a, a safe haven, a sanctuary where you can talk about your favorite music, this is the place, and this is going to be the place for that, I promise. So thank you everybody for tuning into the show here today. You are all friends of mine. Keep the comments and emails coming. Uh, you guys make my week when you do that. So thank you very much. And I'm going to go ahead and tease the next show. Yes, show number 45. going to talk about some of my 45s. Yes, the 45 RPM record. That's going to be the next show. I'm already working on it right now. Should be interesting at the very least. So, All right gone for real this time. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Have fun. <laughs>